In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. President Joe Biden set to hold a political event later today in the Detroit area. The president is expected to leave Washington and arrive in Michigan around 1.30 this afternoon. He'll meet with United Auto Workers and local Democrats at around 3.45 p.m. and then leave for Pennsylvania by 7.30. Three Benton Harbor men have been sentenced in a federal gun case. U.S. Attorney Mark Totten says 26-year-old Mark Curtis has been sentenced to 15 years. 22-year-old Jordan Allen has been sentenced to 8 years. And 25-year-old Calvin Hill has been sentenced to 46 months in prison. After being convicted by a jury this week, each was found guilty of being a felon in possession of a firearm. Witnesses at trial testified Hill was feuding with another Benton Harbor man when on the night of September 10, 2023, Curtis, Hill, and Allen met at Hill's apartment. Investigators found pictures and videos of their guns on Hill's kitchen table. The man that Hill was feuding with was found dead the next morning of gunshot wounds. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety worked with the FBI, the Bering County Sheriff's Department, Michigan State Police, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives on the investigation. Totten says that gun violence is an epidemic in Michigan and across the country, adding that we will not prosecute our way out of this epidemic, but accountability is critical. Dr. Z's Mattress Center, the last store that was in the Orchards Mall that closed and then reopened, is closing again. Store owner Norbert Zimfer tells us the business was closed for nearly a year after flooding in the mall happened in the winter of 2022. It just recently reopened so that Zimfer can sell off remaining inventory. He tells us he's not thinking of reopening in any other location. Just decided to just sell everything off and and just retire. Zimfer says it's lonely in the mall, especially after dark. He says he keeps limited hours and things have really changed since Dr. Z's opened back in 2004. When we opened the store, the mall occupancy was 85%. That was a nice food court, all kinds of uh, good shops. There wasn't even a subway in here and uh, Sears, all the, you know, all the anchors were open, Sears, Elder Bearman, J.C. Penney. Everything was open in here. It was exciting. There was sidewalk sales. Uh, the mall was always full and, you know, it was very enjoyable being in the mall, but started going downhill in 2009 when Sears closed. Zimfer says he's met many good people and had a lot of repeat customers over the years. He thanks all of them and invites them to stop by one last time to get a great deal on a mattress. He says he looks forward to spending more time with family once the store is finally closed, even though he still has three years on his lease. A celebration will be held this weekend in South Haven to mark the completion of the new wintertime gathering place in Dykeman Park. Gathering Place features an outdoor fireplace that's been in the works for about three years now, Shout for South Haven's Bob Copping tells us it took a combination of shout funds, city-obtained grants, and public support to make the fireplace possible. We have about $115,000 in it, and we've had contributors, over 100 contributors, from Florida to the East Coast to, of course, South Haven. Shout contributed $25,000. The city received $50,000 in grants. Donors made the rest of the project possible. Copping says the fireplace will give people a place to congregate as a community. It's a delight, and it's gathering a lot of people, a safe, warm gathering place in the winter. The fireplace has been operational for a few weeks, but its official celebration will be Sunday, 2 p.m., during the South Haven Icebreaker Festival. The public is invited to stop by for some hot cocoa. The event will include a ribbon cutting. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have authorized nearly $8 million in street work for 2024. At their meeting this week, commissioners approved three projects. 
Those include the reconstruction of Green and Edwards Avenues, May and Monroe Streets, and Jefferson Street. Speaking at Monday's meeting, Commissioner Juanita Henry said she wants to be sure city residents are employed as part of these projects before proceeding. So I'm asking through the chair that staff really verifies the address of the Ben Harbor residents that work for these companies. Is it 49022? That could be Denny Ben Township. That could be almost sodas. Henry voted for two of the projects but voted no on the Jefferson resurfacing. The Green and Edwards Avenues project will include sewer and sidewalk work and will cost $2.3 million. The May and Monroe project will include the same features and cost $5.3 million. The Jefferson work will run at about $192,000. All three are expected to be finished this summer. The Michigan Supreme Court has declined to hear an appeal of a Michigan Court of Appeals decision on a lawsuit brought against Berrien County over the rejection of a recall effort at Lakeshore Public Schools. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. The group We the Parents had attempted to recall former Lakeshore School Board President Jason Beckrow and trustee Rachel Wade over the district's masking policies in 2022. The group alleged the Berrien County Clerk's Office inappropriately declined to place the recall on an election ballot. The clerk's office said the recall effort didn't get enough signatures. Berrien County Judge Dennis Wiley in 2022 ruled in favor of the clerk's office and the Michigan Court of Appeals later upheld the decision. The Michigan Supreme Court this week declined to take up the issue, saying only, quote, we are not persuaded that the questions presented should be reviewed by this court. Berrien County Corporate Counsel Thaddeus Hackworth told us in a prepared statement the county is, quote, pleased with the Supreme Court's decision, which confirms that the Berrien County Clerk's Office acted appropriately in preserving election integrity and upholds the Court of Appeals decision, which provides much-needed clarity to county clerks across the state. It is unlikely the case will go any further. Andrew Green, WSJM News. A covert man is facing charges after a Southwest Enforcement team raid on Tuesday. Sweat says it searched a home in the 73,000 block of 34th Avenue in Covert, finding more than 60 grams of suspected fentanyl, 100 grams of suspected cocaine, 28 grams of crack, and three firearms. It says half of the fentanyl was in the form of counterfeit oxycodone pills. The 26-year-old suspect is charged with possession with intent to deliver more than 50 grams of fentanyl, cocaine, and crack cocaine. The Van Buren County Prosecutor's Office may seek additional charges. Sweat says Southwest Michigan loses nearly twice as many lives to fatal drug overdoses as it does to car crashes every year. It asks anyone in need of treatment to call the Southwest Michigan Behavioral Health. And are you prepared for a power outage? You might check because a new look at power outages shows Michigan ranks among the highest in the nation for weather-related outages. The group Climate Central reports that between 2000 and 2021, about 83% of reported major outages in the United States were attributed to weather-related events. In that time, there were 1,542 weather-related power outages across the nation, most outages caused by severe weather like high winds, rain, and thunderstorms, and winter weather, including snow, ice, and freezing rain. Michigan is the second highest in the nation for the most reported weather-related outages, only surpassed by Texas. The group conducting the review, Climate Central, has some large-scale solutions in mind, Possible countermeasures include more development of microgrids, those that serve smaller areas with self-sufficiency, smart grid technology to better assess grid stability, and hardening the existing power grid with more tree trimming and more bearing of power lines. One new innovation they say needs to be looked at is the potential for bidirectional charging. 
where your car, if it's an EV, could potentially power your home during a power outage. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.